Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome, everyone, to the PJ's cast. I'm your host, Pierce, John alongside of my good pal, Schmitty. So, we had to awaken from our summer slumber, had to come back from the cottages, back from the lake, because the Chicago Blackhawks signed Jack Johnson to a one-year deal worth $950,000. Let's go! Round of applause for Jack Johnson. No, but but on a serious note, honestly, great for him, because he has had... uh, He's had quite the career. We're going to get into that. So, um, but yeah, the, the Chicago Blackhawks signed him to a one-year one-year contract worth nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. Thoughts on the deal? Initial thoughts? There's your seventh defenseman, most likely. So, I, I we kind of alluded to this many times over the summer. Uh, I don't think there's going to be as many kids on the defensive roster as people might think. If a plastic shows out at camp, maybe he makes the team. But like, I could very easily see him in Regula in Rockford next year. Um, just because the, the slots are getting filled now. Like, Jack Johnson's your seven, obviously. But, like, you got Caleb, you got McCabe, you got both – well, you got Jones, both Jones brothers, you got Murphy, you got Mitchell. Those slots are getting filled. Um, I, You're not going to have room for a lot of these young defensemen, which is good because you'd rather – I wouldn't throw these young defensemen to the Wolves. There's no reason to right now. Like, maybe next year. Not this year, though. Um and the plan that he's going with's fine. I mean, it's very clear what Kyle Davidson's plan is right now. <clears throat> it is just put veterans on the NHL roster. This is going to be a bad year. Like, if some guy shows out, like, good for him, but it's not intended probably. Uh, this is about development in Rockford. This is about not – this is about having that depth in case people get hurt because injuries do happen, and that's – kind of how these guys these kids get thrown to the wolves a lot of, in a lot of the cases with the Blackhawks the last couple of years. So to have that organizational depth's nice and like like you said, to pay a guy like Johnson like nine fifty, like that's good for him at this point in his career. Um, yeah. probably wasn't gonna get that anywhere else. So that's good for him. Yeah, but, he'll definitely um, get more playing time in Colorado because he was he was he was their seventh defenseman there too. And he didn't really get into the lineup until uh Sam Girard got injured and of course mm-hmm. he won the cup with the Avalanche. Uh, <laughs> you know what's the funniest thing? We we're talking about it before the podcast. We we're, ta- we we're talking about how, like, how Kyle Davidson saw that breakaway goal. <laughs> that was his only goal of the season, by the way. Oh, shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate this team, dude. This team is such a joke. Oh, my God. Yeah, he had one goal, eight assists for nine points in 74 games. He's and by so all f- metrics, is not a great defense. But, but you know so what? He's so elite. Oh, my God. Like... Luke Richardson's going to make him the next – I don't even know. Like, Sergey Donchar. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Wow. That, <laughs> all right. Let's go with that. Um, 
Uh, did you see the Jay Fresh thing? Not only like once or twice, he's like Jake Lashishan is a hockey player and his like war war percentage is like zero percent, but he's better than you are. And it was like the same with Jack Johnson is like I think his like war percentage is like three percent. It's like Jack Johnson is a hockey player that's better than you and also a Stanley Cup champion. Yeah, I think he's tired of seeing fifty commas. It's like this guy's ass when they show his ass. Oh my god! But no. Kind of going back to the the whole thing, like it's good to have depth. It's good to have competition on the blue line. Like you're not just gonna let uh, these defensemen walk into the NHL. Like at least with not without a challenge, you know. Like there's guys in the way. Competition is never a bad thing, even if like iron like, sharpens iron. Even if like a defenseman, like say Alex Vlasic, Leapfrogs, Jack Johnson, or whoever else on the defensive chart, good. That means he had a good camp. If not, then he's back in Rockford. He's gonna be playing top four minutes at least. He's gonna be on a winning team. So I, I got zero complaints with that. Everyone's just like, Oh, I thought we we're going with the youth movement. I'm like, well, we are, you we can't, are. but you also can't just take these guys and throw them to the wolves. Like anyone thinks that Jack Johnson's playing more than 30 games this year. You're out of your mind. But like, also like, I forgot about Riley Stillman. So like the Hawks got like eight guys that you can throw on the main roster right now. So there's only, like you said, there's only gonna be room for like one of them. And if they make it good. And if they don't, then Oh no, they're gonna be playing top pairing minutes in Rockford. Not on a good, good Rockford team. team. Like well, that's with good players around them. What? Yeah, it's a wild concept, I know. Um but that who would have thought know. having a good AHL team to help with your development? <laughs> right. Shall not be named. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but I mean it's just a. this like I don't know. Anyone who thinks more about it, you're just finding reasons to get mad in August. Um, this is a seventh defenseman. There's no reason to get your panties in a bunch. It was, it was like the, the argument a few years back is Julius Honka a good defenseman. That's kind of what this is. Holy Michael. smokes. Like. Seriously. Like, there's people who are actually getting bent over backwards over this. Like, guys, it, I don't. It, if you're not numb to it at this point, I don't know how you can't be after with this type of offseason. Like, nothing's going to phase me anymore with this team. And I don't think it should for most fans. If it does, then um, that sucks. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. that, like, that's, that really sucks. <laughs> I would not – damn it, we're not going to win the cup. We signed Jack Johnson. Oh, no. Instead of finishing in 31st, we're going to finish in 32nd. Oh, damn no. It. That means the worst we can pick is number three. And pick yeah, Adam gonna Fantelli get or if Matt Vinkichkoff drops because NHL teams – Then they're going to take Leo Carlson because he's big Swedish boy. Big Swedish boy. <laughs> or they're going to go Delabor Dvorsky. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I had a dream where they picked Dvorsky. No lie. Like, I was like, the Hawks are fucking up at three, aren't they? And then they picked him. I don't know much about him. But I saw he's, like, skilled, obviously. Hey, and he's Slovak. I, I've actually been doing some research on the 2023 draft already because I'm so foreign. And I already have, like, a top 20 list together. Nice. Oh, man. That's going to be fun. The draft oh, definitely way. looks interesting this year. Like, there's a oh, lot of skill at the there top. There's so much forward talent. Like, it rivals the 2015 class. I'd say there's like. I hope so. Let's well, get a third first. Well, we have the the prospect series for our podcast now that you can follow. I think we're doing one on this Sunday. The World Juniors will be done, and 
we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the the, the upcoming 2023 drafts because we have done some stuff on that. So yeah, check out uh, Simplifying Scouting. And uh, yeah, anyway, so back to Jack Johnson. I kind of just want to go through the crazy ass career he had. So another thing we're talking about before the podcast is we traded. Well, we let go of three or two third overall picks, former third overall pick, and there's a very good chance that we might trade another one this year. So Kirby Dot got traded, Dylan Strom uh, got let uh, walk loose, and um, Jonathan Taze might get traded. All third overall picks. Guess what Jack Johnson is? A third overall pick. It's a Back in 2005. Thing. The same, by the way, that top three that year, Sidney Crosby, number one. Number two, do you know who number two was? Uh, Bobby Ryan, right? <laughs> you are correct, mm-hmm. sir. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird draft. Like that is a very weird. I think draft. we've looked at 05. 05 is like not that good of a draft. Besides Crosby, I think Carey Price and Anze Kopitar were. You know what? Okay, yeah, that's a, that if they game. redrafted, that's a pretty damn good top three. I mean, and Price went fifth, and Kopitar I think was. A first <laughs> yeah, because Drew McGuire said that was an awful pick. <laughs> yeah, like let me pull up the two thousand five draft real quick. I got it right now. Mark Stahl yeah. was at number twelve. Mark Stahl. Like, well, as much as everyone shits on him, dude was good for 10 years. So like. Guess who drafted – guess who the Toronto Maple Leafs drafted at 21st overall in 2005? Oh, my God. Is Oh, my fucking God. I know this, but, like, it's funny. Just say it. It's a goalie. Oh, is it Vesta Tosca? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, it's Tuka Rask. Wait, it's Tuka yeah, There you yeah, go. It's Tuka Rask. They traded him for Vesta Tosca. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, no, I think it was Andrew Raycroft. I don't give a fuck. It's the lead. (laughs) I don't fucking care. (laughs) Oh no, I got wrong. What shitter goalie the Leafs got when they traded a fucking Vesna winner? Oh no, sorry guys. And a Hall of Fame goalie, but but not according to Bruins fans. (laughs) (laughs) No one hates to harass like Bruins fans, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I can't um, wait till they turn on Swayman like that. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> and then he comes to Chicago. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Um, him and the Kamesh show. <laughs> the Kamesh show. Um, TJ Oshi went twenty fourth overall in that draft. Steal. Uh, yeah, Andrew Pogliano went twenty fifth. Good pick. Good player. Stanley Cup champion with Jack Johnson, by the way. But that's it for the first round. Heck yeah, brother. Heck yeah, brother. James Neal went in the second round. That's what he did as well. Dude, Stasty's still not signed. That's crazy to me. Like, he's going to get – he's going to sign somewhere. Like, dude, low-key, if someone gets banged up for the Hawks, they're probably going to go sign him. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. Trade him at the trade deadline. Get him, like, 45 points playing with Candy Domi. Then flip him. Say bye. Yeah, sir. Yeah, but so, – Good plur. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Penguins had an incredible draft. Obviously, they literally could have just drafted Crosby at number one and they would have been fine. Number 62, they picked Crystal Tang. Not just, that's the cherry on top right there. Jonathan Quick went in the third round as well. Same with Ben Bishop. A couple of good goalies. Round number four, Keith Yandel went there, the Iron Man. Let's go. <laughs> round five, Darren Helm went in round five. Other than that, I'm not really seeing anyone. Nathan Gerby, let's go. Nathan Gerby was a- Ryan Reeves yeah, went in the fifth round. Rounds wait, is there is there p- plus seven rounds? I think it's seven. I think that's when they switched it. Anyways, this is what happens when it gets to the summertime. We are looking through the whole entire 20, 2005 draft. Just Other than that, I'm not really. Players. No way. Kyle Comiskey went 222nd overall. And then guess who was the last pick of that draft? Hi. He's uh, a Stanley Cup champion. Recent one. 
I, I don't know. Um, Patrick Hornfist. Oh, damn. That's actually kind of crazy. I did not know Patrick. I, I didn't know he was a seventh-round pick. Anyways, he was the final pick of the 2005 NHL draft. Very yeah. interesting draft. So there's a rabbit hole he went down. Anyways, we're going to go down another one here. I just want to go through Jack Johnson's career. So, again, back on the topic of the 2005 draft, he was drafted by the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, let's take a look at his transactions. In 2006, he was traded to the Los Angeles Kings with Olaf Tverdovsky in exchange for Tim Gleason and Eric Belanger. Let's go. What a trade. 2011, he signed a seven-year contract with the Kings. And then 2012, he was traded to the Columbus Blue Jackets with a first-round pick for Jeff Carter. There it is. Because Jeff Carter was in Columbus and said, fuck you, I'm leaving. Dude, (laughs) he played three games and he said, fuck it, I'm out. Dude, he said, he said, it's not, this is not my, blood said, this is not my This is, this is my day off, my season off. That's just terrible. I guess players in Columbus just do that, or they used to at least. Anyways. They did up until like a year ago. So, do you? Do you want to know the player that the Blue Jackets drafted with the first round pick that got in the Jeff Carter trade? Was he good or was he bad? I'll just say he used to play at the Blackhawks. Oh, God. Is, is it Artem Anisimov? Uh, no, he was part of a trade with one, though. I don't know. Then who? Marco Dano. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking everyone cried a river when he got traded with Marco Dano. <laughs> Why would they tr- like they, like I remember when Saad got traded and they were like guys it's okay Marco Dano Marco Dano is the next Brandon Saad. I am so tired. I just I am so tired of this team. <laughs> Good lord. But then Jack then, Johnson was in Columbus for a while, wasn't he? Like five oh, years. Oh, he was there for from 2012 to 2018. Then he signed five year deal with Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh. They yeah. got bought out the first year, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, the second year. <laughs> I feel bad. Like that's And tough. then he signed a contract with the Rangers, and then he signed a contract with the Avalanche, and he won a Stanley Cup, and now he's here in Chicago. How much is he making 17 off that years buyout? after being drafted, by the way. How much is he making off that buyout right now? Because this dude's probably racking in like $3 million. Mm, right he's now. probably bringing in the, in the dough, that's, that's for true. Because he's um, making nine fifty this year, and I'm yeah. going to Pittsburgh. They owe Jack mm-hmm. Johnson. Yeah, he's making three mil this year. Because the Penguins have to pay him like one point nine this year. Yeah, like holy smokes, good for Jack, man. Good for him. Yeah, and I, th- I th- we, I think we brought up on the podcast before. Like he's had some money troubles with his family. We'll go too much into it, but no. it's it's good that he's like back on track. Like he won a Stanley Cup. He's making his money, and he's just really still playing in the NHL because he is. 35 years old he's gonna be 36 in january so like not many players at that age are still playing so good for him and just everything you hear about him is he's a good guy and kind of going back to what he brings to the team like again he's probably i don't think he's gonna play a full 82 game season but that's a guy you want in the locker room in a long season that's not gonna be a lot of fun so um exactly probably a good leadership guy for sure exactly good character guy as they say 100%. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, a I bunch don't... of guys being dudes. Just a bunch of fillers being fillers. Before we wrap this up, one thing I do want to see before 
uh, Jack Johnson maybe gets traded. And three-on-three overtime, I want to see Jack Johnson on defense, Tyler Johnson, and Reese Johnson on forwards. Johnson, Johnson, Johnson! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even Johnson, think about that. We can literally have the greatest – we need to – oh, my God. Can we trade for Max Jones and then we can put Jones, Jones, Jones out there? Let's go. Wait, is there a good Jones in the draft this year? Hmm. <laughs> There's a Jones in the first round. Sorry, Kyle. We're going to have to skew our first-round draft. I don't care if we have – We're going to have to get Connor Bedard to change his last name legally to Connor Jones. Connor Bedard Jones. <laughs> With quotation. Adopt him, uh, whoever said Jones' mom is. You two can do it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyways, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Um, the Blackhawks made another sign. They actually did a few things in like the last week since we did our last podcast. They signed Cole Gutman from the University of Denver, who, admittedly, I knew pretty much nothing about coming into this. But just some background information on him: he was the former sixth round pick of the Tampa Bay Lightning back in 2017. He is a April 1999, baby. He is 23 years old. Last season with the University of Denver, he played four years there. Um, He had 45 points in 41 games with 19 goals and 26 assists. And by the way, this was on the... um, the uh, the University of Denver that won the uh, NCAA championship. And he was the captain of that team. And I believe he was like tied for second on the team in scoring. And I'm pretty sure the first guy was like Bobby Brink. So, you know, Bobby um, Brink, or... former or soon to be Blackhawk, I should say, former flyer. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be on the NHL team. Like he's supposed to start with the Rockford Ice Hogs. He's a small guy. He's only like 5'9", 5'10", and like 170 something pounds. Scouting report from Corey Pronman. Gutman's pretty skilled forward, intelligent. He was an important part of Denver's championship team. He probably has to be faster at that size to make it, but he has a chance. Well, you'd love to hear that. I yep. mean, organizational depth. We keep talking about it. Like, guys going to get minutes in Rockford. And if he doesn't get minutes in Rockford, I mean, I don't know if he gets go- he goes to the fuel, but he's got to get minutes somewhere regardless. Yeah, like, so. I, I – <laughs> even if it doesn't work out, whatever. Like, you, it's not like you traded a, a first round pick and a top defensive prospect and then another first round pick. Oh, God, I hate myself. Anyways, that, that's really it on Cole Gutman. I don't, I don't know much about him, but I just thought I'd bring that up. Um, Philip Kershev and Caleb Jones signed one year extensions. Philip Kershev only signed for seven hundred fifty thousand, and Caleb Jones signed for one point three five million. Again. One-year contracts, pretty much no money. And at the absolute worst-case scenario, you have to put those contracts down the minors. That's literally not going to count anything against the book. So I, I, even if it doesn't work out, there's never going to be a scenario where I'm like, holy shit, why why did they do this? Hmm. If anything, especially in the case of Caleb Jones, that may be a guy you can treat at the trade deadline, you know, especially if some of their young defensemen step up and it's like, hey, maybe you can get a mid-round pick for Caleb Jones. I don't know, but... What's what's the thing? Pump and dump. Get Caleb Jones time on the power play, because like other than Seth Jones, like there's gonna be a competition for that power play two spot. If he can get a few points on that power play, maybe raise his trade value. Maybe get like a third or something. I don't know. Like that'd be the best case scenario. What Stevie, do you think, Stevie? Stevie's actually saying that Caleb Jones is getting top four mins this year. That's what she's saying. With because I genuinely think I, I I'm sorry. Like I. 
I think Derek King was not giving him the opportunity that he likes. And oh, if Caleb no, Jones no. has a strong camp and Luke Richardson, if he can get on Luke Richardson's good side, I think Caleb Jones is a shoe for shoe and for like number four D on this team. Because his brother, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I think I think he can. He proved he could this year. And if Vlasic maybe isn't up to speed come training camp, that's a guy who's perfect there. And if not, he and Mitchell on the third pair might be about as good of an offensive third pair as you can have, and can still you can be do a lot there. worse, as they so say. much worse, and they can skate. I think both of them should be on the power play together because there's honestly not that much forward talent to have four forwards on the second mm-hmm. power play. What do you mean, Reese Just, Johnson will be good enough? Stop! Oh my God, <laughs> Jujar Kara from on the right circle. Get excited, Hawks Nation! Oh, that clapper from the right circle. Holy oh smokes! Dominic um, Kubelik 2.0. Stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I hate this team. <laughs> Jeez. And it's the middle of summer. So. Yeah. Uh, Kershev, I think we talked about it at one point. I, I like him in the middle six. Like, I really think that's a good spot for him. He Like, I think he mentioned he has chemistry with Taves or Jimmy mentioned. Um, I, that's a guy who definitely should be getting number one power play looks, um, especially with the way this team has lost skill. Uh, yeah. I think he and Tyler Johnson should be the two forwards that – kind of link with Taves and Kane on that power play unit. If Reichel's not up, obviously. Maybe Radish, I don't know. And then if that's, if that's the case, you put Kurashev on the second unit and let him quarterback it. But um, this is going to be a big year for Kurashev. Like, we always talk about, yeah, he's going to get the ice time. He's going to get the ice time. He didn't really get the ice time last year. He kind of fell out of love with the coaching. Like, up until the last, like, 15 games, I'd say. And then he kind of had, had to play him because he didn't really have anyone. Yeah, and then when they played him, he started playing well. It's crazy how that works. And he made the players around him better, Ooh. like Lafferty. <laughs> and, went, well, I mean, while he was there, he was making Doc look pretty good. But, like, um, I don't know, man. I feel like that's a player who still has a lot to give. I think he's only 22 still. Uh, he might be 23. I'm not 100% sure. I think he turns 23 later in there. But either way, he's a young player. He's, he's young enough to yeah. where he could still have room to grow. And I feel the same with Caleb. Caleb, like I said, is older. But, like, the these are guys who – These are guys who I would – These are guys who I'd much rather take flyers on than, like, a Lance Bowman like we used to five years ago. You know what I mean? Tommy Wingles. Yeah, like – a little bit better than Chris Kunitz, guys. Like, I, I'll take a chance on Kershaw. Brandon Manning and Cam Ward. Yeah, Those uh, are gonna get us back to who would you party. rather have, Philip Kershaw or Andreas Martinson? Hmm. No offense to Andreas Martinson. I don't know. I got to think hard about one. that one. I like those Norwegians. <laughs> Andreas Martinson was a blues killer, though. I didn't love that about him. He and Highmore. Anyways. I remember he scored a goal against Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, my God, he did. That was that game where the Hawks lost, like, 10 straight and then finally won a game. Yeah. And that was, like, the start of, like, their offensive bender, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because they always do well against Pittsburgh, and that was, like – well, it's like the it's, it's like typical months. Hawks bullshit where they do good from like December to like early February and then shit off for the last two months. That's that's how it goes. Like that's what it felt like the Every past time. two years, especially with Carlton, where it's like, oh, they get off to the slow start in October, November, and then they like pick it up near Christmas, and then it's like, oh, they might make the playoffs. Nope. They're a few points out, and then they just go on this like four game losing streak, and you're like, no. And then it's nope. like it's like February, and then heads to the deadline. It's like. They're not good enough to be uh, like buyers, and then they should have been sellers four years in a row and never were. And it's just so frustrating because, like, I if we were doing the podcast in 2019, I would have been banging a fucking laptop for them to trade Gustafson with that mm-hmm. high of trade. You could have gotten a first because he had a year left at One. that cheap of a cap hit. Hundred percent. 
if you really wanted to commit to a rebuild and go get Jack Hughes, you could have traded Brandon Saad at that time and gotten a damn good return. Return at that time when he was and at twenty. Nikita Zadorov, sorry, Nikita. Yeah, and when he was at like a twenty-five goal clip, like I don't know, man. Just I'm I'm okay with these roster decisions right now. And like if and out of the RFAs he capped, those are probably the two I felt felt the most confident in keeping. Yeah. It's not like I mean, like obviously it would have been nice to keep Strom. But we kind of knew what was going to happen in this situation. It also really sucks because I don't know if you saw the pictures from his wedding and all the Blackhawks players that were there and former Blackhawks like Hagel and stuff. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, man, yeah. yeah, like they had good chemistry as a team. It's just you know it never clicked on the ice. So this is what happens. But um, yeah. That, that, that wasn't a knock at Strom is what I'm trying to say. Like, mm-hmm. I just think out of, like, the guys he qualified, it's like these are the two that are going to do anything remotely good. All right, I'm done rambling. Yeah, I guess in, like, in a way, like, if you're, like, I think from, like, an asset perspective, those are probably the ones I have the most left because, again, like, going back to Dylan Strom, I feel if there he was even, like, a third-round pick, they probably might have moved, but I guess it just wasn't there. And even looking at the market, like, there wasn't it for Strom. Anyways, yeah, we'll, we'll move on from that. Um... The next topic is, oh, you know what I get to do now is I get to read a DraftKings ad with my good pal Stevie on my lap. And also you get to be a witness to it. Okay. (laughs) You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. College football is back. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. To celebrate the best time of the year, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. If that's not enough action, you can also place a same-game parlay for a shot at an even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into which, like which team will get the win, which team to score first, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use promo code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network, obviously. Bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPPENY or text HOPPENY to 467-369. One per new customer, minimum $5 deposit and wager, $200 issued as $825 free dollar bets. There you go. There is our first DraftKings ad. I didn't do the best. There were some times I missed up, but you know what? The more we read it. Practice makes perfect. And it was about college football. You got to let me know that next time. I'll drop in a pedal. Oh, I know. Definitely. When we read it next time, I'll for for sure Mm -hmm. be able to let you in on it. Definitely. Anyways. I was kind of hoping Jimmy would join the podcast for this one because I wanted to talk about it. 
contract talks going nowhere with Rasmus Sandin. So it's Leafs fans. What happened? About the Leafs. Leafs fans, what happened? What happened, my guy? <laughs> oh man. No, I, I'm so ready for this because I'm I've I you know, I used to think like they're going crazy, but like no, they're really going crazy. I see people in the daily just like trade Alex Kerfoot, trade Alex Kerfoot, trade Alex Kerfoot, trade Alex Kerfoot. Alexander Kerfoot. And I'm just like, for what? And I get you need cap space, but like if it's really that deep, there's gotta be a team out there where if you glue a third to Justin Hall, they'll take him. That's all I'm gonna say. But they don't want to do that because they want to play hardball. So if you want to play hardball, go lose a 22-year-old defenseman. But from what it looks like, no one really gives a shit. So he might just sit on the shelf. And, like, I don't know. It's, it's a real good way to sour on an asset. I'll just tell you that much. Like, And they have such that. a log jam on the left side. Like, they, Jake Muzzin's not getting any younger, and he's signed to term. Morgan Riley just got that eight-year deal, which is fine because he – basically is their best left-handed defenseman, arguably. Um, you know, they got TJ Brody, but he plays the right side. But then, like, I mean, Mark Giordano just signed a two-year deal at, like, league men, basically. I mean, He has the passion, that's why. Whatever. Like, there's just – there's no room for Sandin right now on the roster. Like, the most logical move is to move Muzzin, but he's got a no move or no trades. You can't move him. They're in, it, it, they're – they're in a real tough spot right now in terms of what to do with Sandy. They're in a real pickle right now, you might even say. Oh, they are. Like, I, if some team had the draft capital to go move for him, I would say do it. Like, I would say if the Hawks had more picks, go move for him. But they Dude, don't. if they had, like, three second-round picks. Exactly. Go throw a second and go hey, get him. Hey, I mean, they have two second-round picks. I mean, but, like, but that, that, that's, like, one of the yeah. only teams I could see, like, legitimately doing it because, but because like a lot of these teams already have their defense locked up, like hell, Calgary's got like nine defensemen right now. <laughs> they gotta, um, they gotta trade like three of them before they even insane. think about that. And um, then part of me also thinks like if it gets to a certain point, Kyle or Kyle Dubas got to kind of look at this and say maybe I'll just use him as a trade asset. Like yeah, like you could just get draft picks for him, or you could use him to help benefit making the team better now. Like I know this isn't what most Leafs fans want to hear, but there could be a world where he and Hull go together and you get a roster player on the back end. Maybe you get another right-handed defenseman. Maybe you get a third line left wing oh, or second team. or a second line left wing that could actually help the team. And then you could move Kerfoot. And the third defense, line. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I, I could see like a legitimate move coming like that. If contract talks continue to go South, to but like let's power. Yeah, but like, let's be honest. He's gonna sign it like one mil, and they're gonna bury Hall next year. That's basically what's gonna happen. That's I just like everyone blows shit out of proportion because it's August. <laughs> and but I do think you shouldn't do this to a 22 year old defenseman who's arguably like your third best defenseman on the team. So he's, I think he's definitely a top four guy on that team. It's and they Kyle locked up Lilligren, so it's like mm-hmm. I don't know. I remember listening to the Steve Dangle podcast and I was like, which GM gets fired first? Does Kyle Davidson at the top of that list if they like get off to a bad start? I know it's so hard to fire GMs, but even like if they if they lose in the first round pick, he or first round again, he has to be out, doesn't he? That maybe, but I don't think I don't think he'll get fired mid season. Oh no, unless they are literally bottom of the fucking barrel. Then Mm -hmm. like if the goaltending is eight hundred, yeah, he's getting fired. 
Oh There's yeah, because no that's the what is that's it? What is well, it? he's going down with the ship regardless of Matt yeah. Murray. If Matt Murray wins him a cup, the dude's getting extended because it's his last year regardless. So they might just let him go at the end of the year anyway. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's the last year of his contract. But um, yeah, like he is tied to that goaltending tandem right now, and it's like I could very much see Elias Samsonov playing 45 games very well. I could see a world where that happens. I could see Matt a world where Matt Murray bounces back because the Leafs have good team defense. I can also see a world where they both stink it up like Peter Morazic did this year. Like, not in Chicago, he's not. That's what I'm saying, Brooksy. But, um, dude, like, Kyle Dubas is tied to his goaltending right now. And, like, the Rasmus Sandin stuff definitely doesn't help the situation, I would say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just. Toronto, they're going to be interesting to follow. That's that's for true because I feel even like I think they give Keith an extension. Like I feel like because that's that's Dubas's guy. If they if they go in the first round again, I think both of them are gone. Probably. Well, they have. To, well, yeah. I mean, it, it's his guy. It's probably going to work like that. I'm just looking at their back end. Like they have seven guys with Hull. It's like guys just. Yeah, shit. They might have to move Alex Kerfoot. I'm looking at the cap friendly right now, and they're just like so tight at the like. I guess if they're gonna send forwards down, and that'll like make their cap situation a little closer. But dude, they're right up on the cap. Like they can't afford to give Rasmus Sandin like two mil, if that's what the problem is right now. So I'm I'm very curious to see what they're gonna do in the next month or so because we know Kyle Dubas isn't afraid to just wait it out to like October. So. Oh yeah. Even December 1st in the case of William Nylander. Anyways, that's, that's kind of it for, for that, unless you have anything else to add. Or we can get into the next topic. Robin Leonard. I think this w- must have been right after. He jinxed the fuck out of this, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, man, if the goaltender can stay healthy, the Vegas is going to be really good. Two hours after we record. Boom, Robin Leonard season. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it was the same day after we finished recording or the next day. Dude, and also, this is a big F you to management with Vegas that was making him play hurt at the end of last year. I think people forget that. They sidelined him for the season, then brought him back, and then sidelined him again. So if that's the reason he's hurt right now, fuck you. Like, no one should sign in Vegas ever again. That's terrible. Like, Terrible, and it's just such a good, and it's so a guy, Robin Leonard, who's so passionate about it, it, that organization. He is There's so much color. good for that organization. Like they don't deserve terrible. it. It's just terrible, man. It's terrible. Ugh, that it, it frustrates me. I feel bad for him, and like Vegas doesn't have a goaltending. Like I think Brassois still hurt. So like yeah. Michael Hutchinson smokes. is like their oldest goalie or something like yep. that. It's like, like him and Dylan Thompson. Right? Yeah, like holy smokes, it's bad. No, it's not ideal. I don't think. Like we were, t- we were saying, like, yeah, I hope Jack Eichel does well. Like he's gonna have to do well. <laughs> yeah, he's literally gonna have to, or else that's another oh, year in a row that Vegas God. isn't making the playoffs, and also another year Jack Eichel's not in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't think he's made the playoffs yet. Well, yeah, he hasn't because. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. But yeah, this <sighs> is kind of like a a big fu middle finger to the Vegas front office. It's like. Yeah, you made all these these conference finals. You made it to the cup final, but it's it's catching up to you that bad luck, that bad karma, and kind of back on the on the topic. Like Kyle Davidson, he could potentially get fired like at the end of the year. Like 
Uh, say Kyle Davidson or Dubas. Did I say? Did I say Davidson? Yeah. Kyle Davidson. If they don't win the Stanley Cup, obviously. I know oh, your Kyle. mind is on the better Kyle D, but <laughs> yeah, uh. exactly. That's what it was. No, but like same thing with Kyle Dubas. Like if if Vegas misses the playoffs again or even goes out probably in the first round, uh, Kelly McCrimmon, that might be uh, kissing his job bye bye. Yeah. Then I don't know, man. Like it's just it's rough in Vegas right now, and now they have all this LTIR space, so you know they're gonna go make a dumb move. Like, who's still on the market? Like Paul Stassi's making a comeback. To Paul Stassi is going back to Vegas. Holy yeah. fuck! They're gonna go get Nas. Oh my god! They're oh gonna go get Nas. They're no, but go- he's saying the 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 Islander because Julian Morella don't make like announce moves because uh-huh. Robin Leonard on LTIR that would give him like thirteen million. Oh, who who is on um LTIR? So they got Shea Weber, who's got like seven point eight. <laughs> That's right. Then they got Nolan Patrick, who just got put on there one point two. Poor sucks. Guy, I feel sucks. so yeah, like I it's the too. worst story. Like honestly, yeah. with Nolan Patrick, because he was so good in junior, and um, he showed flashes at the pro level. It's just like yeah, no, sucks. it's just really unfortunate. Honestly, and then they got Leonard, who's making five. So they got like fourteen mil sitting on LTIR right now, roughly. And then, like, I don't know how long Brassois is going to be out. And then you got uh, Nick Hague, who hasn't been signed yet either. He still hasn't signed, eh? Yeah. Literally, they're like, they're almost like Toronto. They got that defense from the. What is my man Blood doing? Like, honestly. Like, what the fuck? But they got Ben Hutton on a two year deal. Let's go, guys. Let's go. Get excited, VJK Nation. God, every time I look at Vegas' sheet and the longest contract is Zach effing White Cloud. It is my favorite, favorite thing. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, this team stinks, though. <laughs> like, they're not going to be <clears> – <throat> unless the Pacific stinks, which is very possible because it's the Pacific. Um, they literally have to score, like, gangbusters to make the playoffs. Like, I just – unless Dylan Thompson, like, just becomes a god and stops everything, I just don't see – I just don't see it happening. Question. Are they better than Edmonton? No. Are they better than Los Angeles? No. Are they better than Calgary? No. Um, no. No. If, if, if Leonard's not healthy, no. There is – I think the better question is what teams are they better than in the Pacific? And that's just – Probably Pacific San Jose. Mm-hmm. Maybe Anaheim. Maybe. Yeah. Like – I'm like – Trying to go through, like, they're not better than Vancouver at the moment. Mm, if if no, Demko no. plays the way Demko's playing, yeah. dude, a goaltending matters so much in this league. And if yeah. you got 800 goaltending, you're not going to win a fucking game. I don't care how many goals you're scoring. I saw it with the 2018-19 Blackhawks. They were scoring, like, six goals a game. They still lost more than they won. They sucked. Like, you dude, can't if- stop them. You can't stop a nosebleed. If the matter. Blackhawks had Leonard that year instead, I'd pr- they'd probably Holy make the playoffs. The <laughs> stop. They would be. Oh, I hate that. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, like, that's just the Pacific alone. Like, there's – you look at the Central, like, Colorado's obviously going to be back at it next year. Minnesota might take a step back, but I still think they're going to be a playoff team. Same with St. Louis. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough – it's a tough road for them to get back to the playoffs. That's not me saying they're going to finish like bottom five in the league, but oh, like, no, they're no, not no. going to be. It's going to be a wild card race for them. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. I don't think it's going to be higher. It's just they're really going to have. They're going to be in a slugfest for that last wild card spot. I don't know because I don't like. 
like you said, the Central is such an effing question mark every year. Like, which one of those five teams is going to actually grow a pair and be good with Colorado? Because you got like, because you got St. Louis, who probably should be. Or oh, it's like, I didn't mention Nashville. They're trying to win still. By the way, whatever. Okay, yeah, Kevin Lankin and I'll help you guys win. Congratulations. Keep the mediocrity. I love it. Holy smokes! Like they're terrible. They're, but like they have taken Minnesota. Well, they're they've joined Minnesota and being that team that just loses in the first round. Yeah. And then you got like Winnipeg, like they could easily be good, good enough to make the playoffs despite their offense alone. And Hellebuck. Uh, Dallas is going to be good again. They got better, arguably, with like Mason Marchment, which was a good signing by them. Mason March, uh, um, that's right, Dallas, too. Good boy, Mason March. Like, holy smokes. No, but like, uh, there's six teams I could see making it from the Central. And then there's like five or six teams in the Pacific right now. And it's literally because Vegas doesn't have a goalie. Like, is there a free agent goalie that we're missing that they can go sign? Or is it like – I saw someone say they should offer sweet, offer sheet Ottinger, and I was just like, can we not speak that into existence, please? Because <laughs> if they got Ottinger with Leonard, that's a problem. That is that's gross. a freaking problem. That is icky. And also that just tanks Dallas. So <laughs> – Yeah. Wow. Uh, there's definitely a lot of – they're, they're going to trade the carry price. Boom. Got it. Let's go. Let's go. They're going to trade carry price for Riley Smith. <laughs> it sounds way too accurate. Uh, no, wait. Oh, oh my god, I forgot. No, half pertain on Carrie and then Riley Smith going back the other way. Dude, I don't get this team. They just gave Nick Waugh a five-year deal. He that's signed right, up. That's right, they did. For how much again? Three million. Three mil, like what the fuck? Mm. Like he signed just as long as Mark Stone. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> what like, my man blood doing? They gave Colasar a three-year deal, and I like Colasar from Seattle. Seattle Thunderbird legend. That's what I'm saying. He scored a goal in game six. I can't wait till he gets put on waivers and he gets picked up by the Kraken. <laughs> no, the Blackhawks and then Kevin Korchinski plays with him in the future. Bro. We're just gonna get all the former Thunderbirds. We're gonna get. We're just, I'm not gonna say. We're just gonna get two double Ks, basically. Matt Barzell, let's go. You let's are go, baby. Blackhawk. We're trading Matt Barzell for Sam Lafferty. Getting I was just station. <laughs> Lou Lambs would love that. Lou Lambs loves the contract. That's why. Mm-hmm. And he gets Tyler Johns half retained. <laughs> Tyler Johns. We, then we have to get another Johnson back. We got to find another Johnson that's out there. Don't they have a Johnson on their team? Ross John. All right, that's Johnston. No, we have the T in his name. Close me. enough. Close enough. <laughs> we might have to live with it for the time being. Will we look for another one? Darn it! So close to greatness. Anyway, close. <laughs> You're on the verge of greatness. No, but I'm 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 kind of glad this is happening to Vegas. Like, I feel bad for Leonard, but. Oh, I feel so bad for Leonard, but then there's like a part of me that thinks it's like he probably thinks this is funny. <laughs> Leonard's probably like, fuck you guys. You're going to learn how good my – like for all those fans that think I suck, you're going to learn just how valuable I am. Oh, yeah, you know that's like, in the, that's like in the back of his head. It's like, oh, I'm, dude, every I'm time good. I started yeah. – like like that's low-key how I felt when Crawford got hurt. Crawford's just mm-hmm. like all those fucking fans that said, oh, I suck. He's not the reason the Hawks are winning games. Shut the fuck up. Team fell off a cliff after he got I hurt. I really – I really do not die on many hills. That is the one yeah, hill I will die on. Good. Yeah. He should have a con Smythe. Like, if he had a con Smythe, I feel like he would be in Hall of Fame discussion at least. Because, like, 
two if he had a con smythe on his resume he'd have two two stanley cups one con smythe and i don't know if like the william Jennings trophy gets you anything but like it's it's something he won it twice it's not you know like it would definitely help him be on like the periphery of it i guess but mm-hmm. yeah anyways all that matters is Corey crawford will always have my heart and especially now i think at, for like all time he's probably my favorite blackhawk He's so damn good, Corey Cross. Literally, like, I don't, I, I don't think Blackhawks fans realize just how good he. Was. Even like once in a while, I'm like, dude, Corey Crawford was so fuck. <laughs> there's, there's been like flashbacks because like two years ago was the bubble, and like I'm just seeing all these games. It's, it's, it's like they played against Edmonton, and I think like a few days ago was the one that they, uh, that they won like three to one against Vegas, and the Crawford had like 50 saves, like, and that was the last game he ever won. Like, that's just Chad shit right there. He was the best. Yeah. And remember, he, like, almost didn't show up to the bubble. They were like, oh, my God, yeah. is he going to play? Is he going to play? Is he going to play? And he's like, yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> just like, fucking I, guess I'll, I guess I'll go. Oh, and then he literally guess. steals the Plays out of his goddamn yeah. mind. Like, holy shit. Love it. Love. Love um, it! So, I think not really much else to talk about. Like, I, I honestly have not been paying attention to the World Juniors. No, but me neither. I did see last slagger has been Slaggard and Kazer have been fucking it up. That's all yeah. I've seen. Ethan Del Mastro's played like a few games for Canada. He was like originally only supposed to be like I think maybe one because of like an injury replacement, but like he's getting his he's getting his time. Um Latvia won their first ever game at the World Juniors, which I thought was pretty cool. Like it, again, like I are they ever gonna be the hockey power like Canada, the US, Finland, Sweden, Russia? No. But I remember just like, like, like you see countries like Germany, they won the silver medal that one year at the Olympics, like Slovakia won a bronze at this Olympics for these countries that maybe aren't up there, but like they get to a point where they're, they're, they're produce, starting to produce these players that are more on the rise. I feel like maybe you could see that in Latvia in the next little while. I don't know, but it, it's always nice to see small countries like that win a game. So I, I just thought that was pretty cool. The celebrations and seeing like the the post game interviews i, I forget I, it might have been the captain of team latvia where he's just like where he's like doing an interview with tsn and he just told all his like buddies to come here and he's like praising all of them like oh it's so wholesome and it's like we're gonna we're, they were like we're gonna eat ice cream and then play fifa after i'm like that that's so cool and the thing is they weren't even originally supposed to be there because russia like but obviously we all know what happened with russia and they took their spot and they got to the quarterfinals i actually think they're playing right now i don't know what the score is but the fact that they got to the quarterfinals for the first time in in their team history that is pretty cool. So I just want to I want to shout out Slovakia on that, and I actually want to see if the because uh, I think they're playing Sweden. I just want to see the scores for that. So gotta gotta fill time. While I look for it, um. So, oh, it looks like they. I don't think it looks like they played yet. Anyways, whatever. I'm wasting my time doing that. So, last thing we're going to do, Twitter questions. I think we have, like, three Twitter questions, but none of them are really even, like, questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first one is from um, Five Star Rasputin Just Dance Answer, a.k.a. Ben. Jack Johnson? Jack Johnson. Perhaps. 
Perhaps. No, but Jack Johnson. We're literally the biggest meme team ever. It's gonna be great. Yeah. This is from this is from Sean Mike. Hypothetically speaking, you're at war with the scorpion. You need a credit card to phone in an <laughs> I read this event show and I almost started laughing. Is that why you're laughing? Yes, that's why I was yeah. laughing. Show, I read that. The <laughs> says that he has one in his back pockets. You view that there are at least ten back pockets. So which is the? One? <laughs> I have my answer. I it? take it down because I am built different, bro. I simply go to the left, like own. Own like simply just go slightly to the right and then go slightly to the right. That's all you gotta do. Little stretch left, stretch right, little counter. Maybe throw a trap in there. Then you pop the ball because you suck. There you go. <laughs> the last again, like we didn't really even get any like questions. Like this is from Vish. No question. Just want to hear Schmitty try and come up with something positive about the Bears' upcoming season. And then he's like, and watch it take. <laughs> The entire pod. Oh my god. Why? Why do we have to do Hey, football season is starting soon. Yeah. I mean, I guess like some positives. Like one, the bear schedule is a lot easier this year. Like there's no denying that. They had the toughest schedule in football last year. That shit sucked. Um like they they really don't play that many playoff teams. Like, granted, like, there's so much turnover in this league. You're probably going to play a bunch of playoff teams this year. That's not the point. But, like, I genuinely think if the offense is even remotely competent. Keep in mind, their offense was, like, 29th out of 32 in the league last year. So, if their offense is even, like, 20th. And their defense stays, like, 13 to 10th, which, like, Eberflus is the defensive head coach. He's always had success with his defenses. It seems like that the players are buying into the scheme from everything I'm seeing at camp and um in preseason, and they filled a lot of the holes that the defense had trouble with the year before. So that's like reasons to be positive, but that's all on paper and all on training camp. The it, game it, isn't played on paper, don't you know? Exactly. Like people are writing the 49ers as Super Bowl contenders, and Trey Lance has played two games in the last two years. Think about that for a second. Like he's a rookie, <clears throat> and they're calling him Super Bowl contenders. This dude's played two games ever. And it's because of the coaching staff's that damn good. And it's just like, but like this is what they do in the preseason. Like, my favorite thing to do is, like, go look at people's preseason rankings from, like, three years ago. But then go see how the standings actually ended. Because, like, I think you see this in hockey all the time, too. Like, teams can win the offseason all you want. It, all that matters. Yeah, New Jersey. I, literally <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind was New Jersey, like, three years ago. And, like, you could suck it on the, on the field. And, like, there's teams that, yeah, maybe it looks like they didn't do that much, like the Bears. It looks like they lost more than they gained. But if the culture's good and the players buy into what they're doing and, you know, they're committed to one goal and they're committed to doing what they do best, which is a big thing in football. You can't do everything great. But if you're really good at, like, three things, you are you could you can go a long way in this league. And if the Bears can play to their strengths. So good for, like, 20 years. Pardon me? Isn't that why the Patriots were so good for oh, like yeah. 20 years? Oh, yeah. They bought into the system. They bought into what Belichick said. They were great defense, great time management, and Tom Brady's the fucking go. Like, you're going to win a lot of games like that. But for the Bears this year, it's going to be running the football, 
which they did not do under Matt Nagy. Matt Eberflus is going to do that. He literally played – he coached last year with Jonathan Taylor, who led the league in rushing. And that was the main reason the Colts won a bunch of games. A good run game helps a good young quarterback every time. And it's going to help in the play action if you run the ball a lot too. So right, running the ball is going to be key. They got to play tough defense. Like that's just regardless. Like they're going to have to play tough defense. They're playing that Tampa 2 style, which – if you're a longtime football fan, that's what the Bears ran when they were really good, like 15 years ago. That's what a lot of teams ran. They were good. Like um, Tampa 2 was run by the Bucks, I think, a couple years ago, like when they won. Um, it's it's a defensive style that has stuck around. If you play it to its strengths, like the Colts did a couple years ago, you can really cause some problems. So if they could do that and play good time management, if they could do those three things, which like isn't the flashiest way to play football. They're going to win more than they lose. But that's a lot of asks. That's a lot of ifs. They're going to suck, and that's fine. <laughs> After saying all that. All no, that explanation, they're actually All that, and they're suck. still going to only get seven wins. That's all. Like, their cap is at seven wins, in my opinion. Because I just think well, they're, they're, they're going to get into some matches where they're just not talented enough to win the game. Like, you're going to go up against Miami where they just have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. And I love our corners, but they just don't have the skill to match up to that. So... Like, there's just going to be games like that. Like, you're, you're, you play Aaron Rodgers week two in Lambeau. If they win that game, holy shit, I'm all in. But, like, I kind of already chalked that game up as an L. So, we'll see. It's a it's a big we'll see. Football is one of those sports that's so hard to predict. I have to pay attention to my Bengals this year. I said I was going to atten- pay attention to the Blue Jays. I haven't. The Bengals at the thing with baseball, there's freaking 161. Yeah, baseball, baseball, it's like football. It's like okay, there's this game. It's probably gonna be on Sunday or whatever. I can make the time Sunday or Thursday. Like that's usually what it is. I can set a time, set aside time for that day and watch the game. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm at least trying to do. Yeah, and like, like with the Bengals, they got a tough schedule this year. Because like the thing with the NFL is like. They set up your schedule to where, depending on where you finish in your division, that's, like, the team you'll play. So, like, for instance, the Bears finished second the last, like, two years before this year. So they always, like, when they would play, like, their out-of-division games and stuff, they'd play the second-best team. So, like, basically, they got the Rams, the Bucks, Like, they got all the teams that finished second in their division the year before when they would play out of their division. And the Bengals are going to get that this year because they finished in first. So, like, it's going to be really interesting to see because, like, the Bengals weren't really – a team people looked at as like a target on their back and like noticeable, they're going to be, they're going to be a, a team that people mark oh, on their yeah. calendars right now when they got their schedule. They're like, Oh, we're going to beat this team that just went to the Super Bowl. Like you got a target on your back. Now it, it's very different when there's expectations for your football team. I've seen great teams just crumble the year after because they can't, they can't change up their scheme. They can't adapt. Like that's what makes like, that's what makes teams that are consistent in the NFL so damn good because it's so hard. I've seen so many teams that 13 wins made the Super Bowl. They missed the playoffs next year because there's so many things can go wrong. And so many like so many teams get better and there's so much film on you at this point. Like You have to keep evolving and keep adapting. That's why the Patriots should get so much damn credit for what they've done. The Chiefs are starting to do it right now. They've, they're going on like year five of being just goddamn elite. Like, just crazy. The Saints for the longest time did it. The Packers do it. Like, they keep pumping talent around Rodgers to at least get to the playoffs and have a shot. You have to give them props. It's just really hard because you just – there's so much that can happen. Like, the Browns had, 12, I think, 11 wins in 2020, and it looked like they were 
stride to break out and probably win the division that year. Next year they went like seven and nine because expectations, they didn't live up to them. They couldn't change their game style and everyone had the film on them. I mean, hell, the Bears are a good example of that. When in 2018, they had 12 wins. The next year, they couldn't change up their game style. They lost, they lost four more games. They went eight and eight, missed the playoffs. And that was like and like the defense didn't get a million bajillion turnovers like they did the year before. Like there's just some things you have to take into it. Like, I don't know. I can go on it forever, but football is such a weird sport. Like the Bears very well could go like four and thirteen. But they, there's also a world where they can get like eight wins, and I wouldn't be surprised. So, and for this team with that amount of talent, that's good. And for the Bengals, like if they don't make the playoffs, that's going to be a problem. So, Ooh, that will be rough. You... Yeah, because they they basically fixed the one problem they have with their team. They rebuilt their whole interior offensive line this offseason and kept everything else. So they, in hypothetically speaking, they should be just as good. But like I said, they got film on them now, so. We'll see what happens. Definitely. As the year goes on, I'm going to try to watch more football and hopefully learn more rules, and we'll definitely talk about more about football on the podcast. Um, so earlier I talked about Team Latvia uh, playing Sweden in the quarterfinals. They are tied right now 1-1 to in the third period. Oh, shit. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, again, we haven't figured too much of the World Juniors. It's like it's just such a weird time, but like that would be so cool to see for Latvia if they could pull an upset. That being said, like as soon as I get this out, Sweden could score like five goals and it just be this can be right. completely obsolete. Anyways, I, I don't know. I think that's it for the podcast. I think we can wrap it up. Unless you got anything else to add? Uh, I got one more question from Brian. He was just saying, Will Veneers oh. be a point per game player this year? Mm. And I don't think it'll be point per game because mm. he was point per game at the end of last year, but I think. I'm keeping it low games bar. Are, you gotta do that for an 18 game season. Yeah, that's I'm keeping funny. it. For, I'm keeping him on a low bar. But if he can get like 45, 50 points, that's a, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, 45, 50, maybe year. 55 points. Like, and if he gets anything be, above 50, then he's gonna be a stud. Like, just, like, oh, he's gonna be a stud either way. But like, yeah, they'll definitely help like fast track things and get more recognition recognition on his name. Yeah, I, I just want. I, I just want Kraken fans to temper their expectations for their young centerman because not everyone's going to have and a Shane Wright as well because he might make that. that I don't well, think yeah, that's what know. I mean. Like because they, not everyone's going to have a Matthews leap. Not everyone's going to have a McDavid leap. Like it took Jack Those Hughes are the like, exception, like not it, the rule. It's taken Jack Hughes three years to become a damn good player. Like mm-hmm. it's it takes time, and he was the number one pick, and he looked damn good coming out. So we'll see. Just temper your expectations with these kids. Give them time and. They're set up pretty well for the next Yeah, like Lafreniere hasn't really broken out. Yeah, like Owen Power pretty much didn't even play last year as the first overall pick. Like, this is going to be a first full year. I think we yeah. need to start tempering it took our for it, it took Darlene until this year to break out. Now he's yeah. great. Like, I mean, Sveshnikov is pretty good out to shoot, but, like, not everyone's going to do that. Like, so. Slavkovsky, I don't even think should be in the NHL this year. But he will be. Yeah, he probably will be. Because uh, he's got that grit and size and skill. They're gonna However, put him with Caulfield. This this year might be the exception. Like next year might be the exception because Connor Bedard is really fucking good. Yeah, can he like people be just be show. good? Yeah, I need these teams to just like accidentally get good so they can get the fuck out of our way and get, not get Bedard. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Oh no! Is, is that the Coyotes accidentally getting a nine thirty goalie and becoming a thirty? <laughs> oh team? no! Veggie Milk has a nine forty save percentage. Veggie Look at milk. my boy Veggie Milk, bro. Just Veggie Milk. Make sure the Hawks win. Like, what a fucking G. Honestly, what a real one. 
be a real one. Shout out to Veggie Milk. Nah, literally this this season's gonna suck though because the Hawks. Oh. Need, second, the Hawks are getting on a hot streak. I'm gonna get pissed. It's like you want them. You, no, you literally when they start them, winning, like cannot, if they win one game, them it'll them. be fine. But if they win like five in a row, which they keep like this, this is gonna be so sad. Pretty sure the Hawks have won five in a row like two times in the last three years. It's terrible. It's but happen when if we those idiots do it this year, I'm going to be so fucking mad. Like, oh, my God. And also, like, if they start doing that, I'm afraid that Davidson's going to start making knee-jerk moves to make sure they don't do good. And that's when you start falling into that Buffalo McEichel year shit. You really don't want to be in that crap. <laughs> what did Buffalo No, we're, 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 this guy's scoring. Flip him. Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say, though? Sorry. Uh <laughs> Buffalo is just what do they do? They like moved out their trade their goalie just got a worse one. <laughs> yep. They're like, nope, he's winning. Get him out of here. We need to, we need to keep losing. They're gonna, they're gonna Staylock's gonna win and they're just gonna be like, nope, ship him to Pittsburgh. They're gonna, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna do that with like Peter Moraz. Like, just get him, get him the hell out of here. He has no place here. We're trading back for Colin Delia. Get excited, Hawks. Let's go. <laughs> Peter Morazic to Vancouver for Colin Delia one for one. I got mm-hmm. goosebumps thinking about that. Let's friggin' go. All right. So, yeah, I, I really do think that's it. Um, yeah. <laughs> any, any, any further comments? Or we can wrap this Nothing. up. Nothing. just saw Pierre Dorian meme. I said it to you. <laughs> it's great listening content. <laughs> oh, yes. Great for the audio. <laughs> but I'm, if you I'm... are watching on YouTube, that is a picture. <laughs> And the and the comment is basically, I'll take I'll take DJ Smith over Sheldon Keith any day of the week. And it's like, <laughs> all right, pipe down. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I want to see the Sens do well for Devrancat. Oh, like, oh, if they crash and burn, it's gonna be really funny. It's gonna be really funny, <laughs> guys. The rebuild is over. <sighs> I hope it's after they trade for Chikrin. <laughs> Real. So, thank you all for tuning in. Hope you guys are enjoying your summer. Please give us a five-star rating on your preferred podcast platform, whether that be Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Be sure to check out DraftKings, like I said earlier. Um, all that stuff. And yeah, we shall we shall talk another time. Also, check out Simplify Scouting. We have a big project that could be coming out by the end of the week. We're going to be doing a podcast, and we're going to have a special guest potentially at the end of the month or at the beginning of the next month. Things are happening. But yeah, for now, for the time being, do all that. Enjoy the rest of your summer all. Peace out.